Yo. Come on, you got it. Oh, no. Ah. Oh, dang. You can do I hope it. you have health insurance. Flee, Russian spies. Destabilize our national security. They made it. Nice. What? Oh, that, okay. Uh, Alrighty. Oh my god, he saw right <laughs> oh, through that shit. <laughs> That's coming off. I, yo, I uh, knew it! Taskmaster is a woman, I called it. Knew it! Daughter. Nearly killed my Antonia. Antonia. Oh, she's got that creepy, creepy broken eye. Uh. Vader thing going on here. Chip. Oh boy. Back of a neck. Oh the no. Back of a neck. They're gonna love this. A lame. Oh my god. Every time she shows up, joy fills my heart. She's a recruit. We're getting we're getting our thunderbolts, baby. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's about to go down. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Black Widow marks Marvel Studios' return to feature films for the first time in two years, but was it worth the wait? What was the idea behind Taskmaster and Val in this movie? And what the hell did happen in Budapest exactly? Well, <laughs> this is a special bonus episode of Inside Marvel where we are talking all about Black Widow. And now again, we're going to be discussing some spoilers from the film as we you know, posted at the yes. very beginning of this. So we highly encourage you to watch it if you haven't already. It's absolutely worth a watch. I'm Eric Voss, answering your biggest questions about Black Widow with MT. How you doing, hey, MT? Hey, I'm feeling good. It's I'm finally glad that we actually get to see this movie after so I long. Oh, I know, geez. I am too. I am too. Uh, I overall uh, very much enjoyed this. I, we have some thoughts about it. We're going to get to yeah. all of it in this episode. And you might have had some questions coming out of it, but we want to start with a quick plot summary. Again, spoilers, MT, take it away. All right. So yes, in Ohio, 1995, young Natasha Romanoff lives with a family of undercover Russian spies, including people posing as her sister, Yelena, her father, Alexei, and her mother, Melina. And they steal a file from Shields North Institute and flee to Cuba, where Drakov takes the girls into the Red Room, where this North Institute data is used to chemically program young women into assassins, which That's is not nice right. to do to young women. Not Don't at do all. It. Uh, and then after some epic opening titles set to a cover of Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit, it's pretty <laughs> cool imagery there. Uh, yes. We find ourselves in 2016, where Natasha flees Thunderbolt Ross after the events of Civil War, and uh, Yelena, on her own mission, Morocco, gets exposed to a chemical that frees her from that mind control, and she sends mm. Natasha more antidote vials in her Norway safe house, where Taskmaster attacks, but Natasha is able to get away, and she meets Yelena back in Budapest, where they are attacked by other widows and by Taskmaster, and Natasha recalls their past mission in Budapest with Hawkeye that was to kill Drakov alongside his daughter. That's how they found out where Drakov was, but apparently that failed, so they decide to find Drakov's hidden red room uh, base, wherever that is, and kill him. They break out of Russian prison, Alexei, and they meet up on Melina's pig farm, and they argue that Melina has already called them into the red room. Yes, and they're all taken to the Red Room, a hidden floating base up in the sky. You'll never see it because it's it's hidden. Uh, it's just behind a big cloud. It's, <laughs> it's going to find in those clouds. And Melina greets Drakov, but she and Natasha had swapped identities, Mission Impossible style, what? which I love. I love a good face reveal. It's oh, like the too. face mask reveal. It's me so too. good. It's great, yeah. But the bigger reveal here is that Taskmaster is revealed to be Drakov's daughter, Antonia, who's still alive. I don't know how, but she's still alive. This and is the worst, <laughs> worst planned explosion ever. 
for real. Like it was yeah. clear. Like, wow. How do you miss? How do you miss a little girl? I don't understand. And they free the widows, crash the red room, kill Drakov, liberate and subdue Antonia and go their separate ways. All in a matter of what? Two and a half hours. A lot of happens yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Natasha heads off, of course, at the end to join Cap and to free all the other Avengers in the raft um, after being arrested by Tony Stark. <laughs> yep. And uh, in a post credit scene set after Avengers Endgame, Yelena mourns at Natasha's grave. We think it's mm. in Ohio, but then is greeted by Val, hey. Julie Louis Dreyfus from uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, with her next target being Clint Barton, Hawkeye. The most dangerous Avenger. For, yeah, I know. She <laughs> weirdly blames Hawkeye for uh, Natasha's death and weirdly knows about what happened on Vormir. But yeah. uh, my whole breakdown of that post credit scene and how it ties into the Thunderbolts and the Hawkeye Disney Plus series is already on the channel. You can watch it, along with my big old breakdown of all the Easter eggs in the movie. But here, since Hawkeye was really the unseen archer in the room of this film, we want to explore what really happened in Budapest what the whole timeline was with Natasha's defection from the mm. Red Room organization to joining uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., which uh, really was like a burning MCU question that this movie, I believe, only half answered. But before we get to that, we've got some Black Widow-inspired merch dropping at NewRockStarsMerch.com all throughout this weekend. There's a really fun Russian nesting doll design with the family <laughs> members of Black Widow being, uh, you know, of decreasing doll size. I love it. Uh, I'm really excited to grab so one cute. of these. Uh, so make sure to get your hands on that. We also have our newest latest obsession shirt with a play on the classic hourglass black widow logo black widow the red deep this one will have a super limited supply so you gotta snap it up real quick yes um, like it, it'll be a collector's item in like seven months time they'll be worth a million dollars a pop so oh get yeah it quick <laughs> um, now, there will be other shirt, sticker, and merch designs dropped over the next few days. While you're there, check out our Loki collection, which yes. just released this great Loki gator polo shirt with the little hearts <laughs> on it. Ah! Amazing! Um, I will be wearing that to pursue my glorious purpose, whatever that ends up being from now on. Uh, So buying a shirt or a hat or a hoodie is one of the best ways that you can support us here at New Rockstars. So see all the merch options at NewRockstarsMerch.com. But uh, MT, kick us off. What uh, What is our big question coming out of Black Widow? Yeah, I feel like the first question that we need to ask here is what really happened in Budapest? Like, why did this movie leave most of it, like pretty much all of it, honestly, off screen? Yes. Uh, so really that mystery of what happened in Budapest was what excited many fans looking ahead at this movie. Like, there was right. that line in 2012's Avengers where Natasha and Hawkeye had that memorable exchange while they were having that shootout with the Chitari saying it was like Budapest all over again. And Clint yeah. said, you and I remember Budapest very differently. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously, Marvel thought this was a big deal because in Endgame, Clint said as they were blasting off to Vormir, we're a long way from Budapest. Uh, And now this movie shows Natasha returning to her Budapest safe house in 2016, which was years after that incident with Hawkeye. And it suggested that that incident took place sometime between the mid-2000s and 2011 because Natasha was still a kid in 1995 and uh, would have needed to be old enough to be an assassin finally leaving the Red Room program. And by 2011, she was already working for Nick Fury under S.H.I.E.L.D. So uh, Natasha says that her Budapest mission was the final step of her defection to S.H.I.E.L.D. And it was to assassinate Drakov, which she did or tried to by tracking his daughter, Antonia. And we Mm. see that building explode, but really in the reflection of a car window. And it was suggested that there was some shootout that left arrow holes in Natasha's Mm -hmm. safe house and that Natasha and Clint hid in a metro station air vent for several days. And that is all this movie tells us about Budapest. (laughs) Uh, 
In what way was that like fighting Chitauri in New York? Or, you know, was that just the joke of Clint's response that this is not at all like what we went through? Uh, yeah, Budapest? it was just really weird the, the way they handled it. Because, like, we were all sort of expecting to see the scene, like a flashback scene of Budapest with like maybe right. a, a Hawkeye cameo and, like, just yes. getting that whole, like, maybe de-aged a bit with that de-aging technology and, like, uh-huh. all that stuff. But, like, yeah. it was just a conversation, which I, it's, it's fine, I guess. But, like, it sort of just didn't really just happen in this movie it didn't it didn't and it it it, it gave us enough for the context of this uh, black widow film um mm-hmm. but it also makes me wonder mt maybe this backstory could be explored in a show that jimmy renner is actually going to be in hawkeye on mm-hmm. disney plus especially now that yelena belova is returning in that show is confirmed so uh do we think that we might get more answers about budapest in in hawkeye um, definitely. I would hope so. Um, uh, because again, they didn't really show us a lot here. And I think that Marvel Studios hopefully knows that there is like a real demand for like the, the, those events in Budapest. So like mm-hmm. we might not get a full flashback, but I, I feel that maybe, uh, Clint will probably give, um, Yelena some more details as to what happened in Budapest as, you know, Yelena was in the, in the same room and was like, Hey, what are all these things? This is a very curious event that just happened. So please tell yeah. me more after I tried to kill you. And, and now we're mates. <laughs> what I found interesting about those arrow holes in the safe houses, they were all in the same place, making it seem like did Hawkeye at first try to assassinate Natasha when he met her? Like, did he follow mm. her to Budapest? And maybe they spent several weeks in Budapest of like, Clint like trying to get to her kind of a, a Mr. Mrs. Smith sort of thing and then mm-hmm. like after he had her he tr- he just talked to her he tried to convert her and then over the course of that time together she's like okay you know what you're right and I can prove my loyalty by killing this asshole Drakov. I guess, I don't know, that's probably not how deprogramming works. That's a bit rushed, right? <laughs> to say that it all happened over a month period of time in Budapest. That would be quite a before midnight <laughs> yeah. romance between those two. Before no, it all to go down then. But no, I really, I really, really dig that Mr. and Mrs. Smith idea. of Just like, you know, Hawkeye going after her and just she's just like dodging Hawkeye and then they finally meet. I would love to see that movie. That would be a great movie. I mean, that's why I hope we get some kind of flashback. I'm not saying... Uh, Scarlett Johansson's a huge actress. I don't know if she's going to, you know, cameo in the Hawkeye series. The fact (laughs) that they have Florence Pugh who's going to appear in that is already a pretty big get for them. I don't know if they have the budget to also afford a a Scarlett cameo. But um, it does lead me to the question, MT. I don't Mm. know if you felt this way while watching the movie. Mm. Why wasn't Natasha programmed with a chemical subjugation like all those others were? Yeah. No, this is something that crossed my mind, too, because I'm just like, why... Why did that happen? Because Natasha received psychological programming in the Red Room and That's many right. other cruel procedures like forced sterilization, which is That's really right. not great. And But That's apparently awful. not the chemical mind control that Yelena received, which is very interesting. Psychological programming and chemical programming are two completely different things. Just like right. what Yelena went through was a far more extreme version of what Natasha did. But like, I guess the implication of that MT is that mm. Natasha maybe was so efficient of a killing machine like she's already so cold-blooded instinctively like there's that line that Drakov had in Cuba like that woman has fire in her like maybe mm. the idea is that Natasha was so good at this that she didn't need yeah. the, the chemical alteration as well though a guy like Drakov probably would still give Natasha that chemical treatment anyway just to cover his bases 
Um, it, it might be a weird plot hole in the movie or just like something you could look at as Natasha's character that she, because she had this special treatment within the Red Room because she was so good right. at it. I feel like a lot of it might, I mean, might have to do with the fact that, you know, like you said, Natasha was really, really good at this because when we see when uh, Yelena is being taken away from Natasha and her fake family at the beginning of the film, she, she, there's, there's a lot more like disdain for the Red Room than, you know, I feel like Natasha has when she's already been in this program for a little bit and she knows mm. um, what what is going on and she she has more of a like, all right, this is the Red Room, I've accepted it, whereas Yelena is more like, I don't want this, I want my actual family back. So they're just like, we need to control this one. She's, she's, she's been really, she really liked this imaginary scenario. Mm. We need to give her mind control because uh, Natasha's good. She's just uh, through and through a, a spy, but... Yeah, yeah, we need to control her. So I think the I, idea is that this was an ongoing experimental process uh, mm-hmm. that they used a lot of trial and error and it worked in some cases, didn't work in others and that mm-hmm. Natasha was already kind of on her own path uh, with the mm-hmm. Red Room. Or maybe she did get it, but she's just so good at slamming her head against tables <laughs> to kind of disable whatever needs to be disabled. <laughs> Like, that's a skill to be able to do that. It's like, oh, shit, I I feel like I don't have free room right now. Hold on. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Natasha, you look kind of, did you, were you concussed? Do not fall asleep right now. I'm fine. I'm fine. fine. Her friends are all concerned. Like, you you look beat up all the time. You all right? It's like, I just, I just fell. I just fell. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, uh, we have a lot more questions we want to talk about with like Taskmaster. All the other Mm. things you might have questions about coming out of this movie. But first, we want to thank someone who helped us make this episode. If you are like me and you've been obsessively watching and rewatching scenes to try to pick up on all the missable details and everything that we cover, like all the dots on that Red Room map, you um, (laughs) might also be getting headaches and some digital eye strain. Well, Blue Blocks is here to help. Their uh, blue light computer glasses are great to use during the day when you're working with screens under artificial light like we are been a big help for me blue blocks are made in optics laboratories in australia with science-backed technology tested to ensure they work unlike other blue light glasses companies their glasses come in non-prescription but also prescription and reading options they have glasses for every need blue light for helping with digital eye strain summer glow for helping with low mood and migraines and sleep plus for improving your sleep blue blocks also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs red light therapy devices, and 100% blackout sleep masks, all backed by science. Blue Blocks <laughs> ship worldwide in rapid time and has easy returns and exchanges. So go to blueblocks.com marvel and use our coupon code marvel to save 20%. That's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash marvel and use coupon code marvel. All right, MT, uh, next question. Why did Black Widow feature Taskmaster at all? Like, don't you think Antonia Drakov it's still an interesting character and could have just been her own character without having to pile on the taskmaster identity. I mean, I mean, if, if there wasn't taskmaster in this movie, what Marvel villain would be the villain? Like it would just Mm. be this, this black widow adventure with all like original characters, which would be fine. But at the same time, what would be the draw to get people into theaters? I think they needed Mm. some type of like, what's the name? Like we would, we need a big name. It's taskmaster. And so, you know, mm. they they just, you know, her name is Antonia because uh, the original Taskmaster in the comics is Anthony Masters. This is obviously a, a gender flipped version of, of yeah. that character. So, like, I mean, you know. Yeah, I yeah. hear that. And that is, unfortunately, something that I feel like Marvel Studios thinks they need for these movies. But I don't know. You just mm. tell me you're making a Black Widow movie. I'll go watch it. Right? Like, it's true. I, I think that's uh, a fear that Marvel has and they don't need to have anymore Mm. because their brand is so valuable 
I think like if you compare this to Captain America the Winter Soldier, right? So the Winter right. Soldier seems like the villain of the movie. And then mm-hmm. it's revealed as it is in the comics to be Bucky, and the real villain is Alexander Pierce. Like, mm-hmm. can't you just like say the villain's going to be one of these other, like either whether it's Red Guardian or something like that, or Yelena mm-hmm. Belova is gonna be the villain of it, but then they like team up and then face Drakov. Like, I don't know if you need yeah. Taskmaster for that. I don't know if you need that draw. Yelena Belova is a, a fascinating character. And if you just like market this yes. film and say Yelena Belova is going to be in it, most people are going to be like, oh, the rival. Because a lot of times in the comics, they're not working together. Yeah. So similarly, like, I think they could have just done that. I don't know if we need, I mean, not to say, I, I do think Taskmaster could very easily be just a title that is passed on to someone else in the future. I'm not yeah. saying we're done with Taskmaster. I don't entirely hate it as much as some people are saying online. But I, I do think... I hope Marvel walks away from this saying, like, we don't need a super villain in every title that we put on the poster of the movie. Characters, uh, conflicts can just be more internal or more drawn with, like, lesser faces from their pasts. Um, I don't know. That's just me. If you have a good enough storyteller, you don't need big, you know, names to to to, to draw people to your film. And I'm not saying that the people who made Black Widow aren't good storytellers. This is a very no, good story yeah, that has been told. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, like you said, like I'm just, uh, you know, co-signing what you said. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You don't need a taskmaster. We don't need a big villain. We just need to see our favorite heroes going through some type of struggle and then overcoming it. So like we, yeah. as long as that's there, it's okay. Like Taskmaster yeah. didn't need to be in this movie at all. Like they yeah. could have saved Taskmaster for something else, something more, I feel more appropriate for the character's um, skill set. Cause I feel like there's a good chunk of this movie where we don't see Taskmaster at all. He's just like, yeah. or she's just like off screen completely. So right. I'm just like, I, oh, they could have just given her more to do. I don't know. Well, and like the, they could have given her more agency as well. Like I know part mm-hmm. of the theme of the movie is that Drakov has like these people programmed. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, by making her, he said, I have to put a chip in the back of her head. And then you see it from her point of view. It's like this Terminator-y algorithm uh, mm-hmm. that honestly feels like part of Iron Man's tech. And we already mm. saw that in a movie as well. Like, why not just make her so pissed off at what Natasha did to her that she has spent mm. her life dedicating mirroring the Avengers? And exactly. it is something like what Tony Masters has, which is like photographic reflexes. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something to where her brain had to be programmed. Uh, it's yeah. something to where like it's just another example of how you know this movie does kind of look at how all these characters are not necessarily the best people you know mm-hmm. they leave destruction in her wake and I just thought it was such an interesting choice to have Natasha mostly unremorseful for mm. killing this girl when she's like look it was the mission it had to be done to get to Drakov like that's mm. fascinating like to yeah. like that moment when Loki said Drakov's daughter and Avengers like, she looked genuinely guilty when he said that. And then at the end of that scene, she goes, thank you for cooperation, and kind of struts away. Like, yeah. this is someone who is a cold-blooded killer in her past. She does have some uh, red in her ledger. She's trying to clear it. But specifically, each of these things, I don't know how apologetic she is. So to explore that side of her character, I think it'd be fascinating to force her to be accountable for that by making Antonia Drakov such a, a fearsome threat who has some mm-hmm. true emotional stakes. And instead, all we really got was Natasha just going, I'm sorry, kind of apologizing <laughs> in her ear at the end. I don't know, yeah. it wasn't enough for me. It was not enough for me. And no, it definitely wasn't. And like, you know, the the, the character of Antonia Drakov for me just seems very hollow. It just it seems like it's just a very blank slate. Like, I don't really, and like, I guess that's like- She didn't even design. blink. She, <laughs> she's just a mannequin. Just you a mannequin. You burned in my- off my eyelids. <laughs> 
But no, like, she just seemed, like, very just, like, I'm not really a person. And, like, they could have, like you said, made a, like, had a really good opportunity to to have her just filled with rage. It's like, I just want to get better so that I can just kill that chick that tried to kill me. And, like, you know, just, and, like, you know, just be, like, better and stronger so that I'll never be in this weak, vulnerable position again. Right. Like, that would have been a lot more interesting than... I'm just this victim of this explosion, and now I work for my dad who can't get over it. I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah. weird. Um, but let's move on and talk about Val in this. I yes. think the fact that Val showed up in this, very surprising to me, um, mm -hmm. because it's the first time that we've seen something that showed up in a Disney Plus show first mm -hmm. show up in a movie, right? And yeah. But we have to acknowledge that Black Widow was supposed to come out months before The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was Marvel's original yeah. timeline. So is that going to be the case? Would that have changed anything seeing Val show up in Black Widow before we saw her with John Walker in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Hmm. I don't think so. I think that yeah. these are two very separate scenes that could have happened either way first like i feel like it, i feel like the the way that we got it was the best way because like that those footsteps in fucking the winter soldier I'm like who is this and then like it's the slow reveal it's like oh my god that was amazing i like that reveal so like uh -huh. to have but like you know we did have the her uh what's it called blowing her nose in, uh -huh. at the at the grave so like that would have been fun too but yeah, yeah i don't think anything really changes um in terms of like the order that we see it i think that it's just like this is, has always been the plan for um, you know, Val for Marvel, and they're just like, all right, I guess we'll just do it this way because of the pandemic. But like, what do you yeah. think? Well, I wonder, like, in when we saw her in the Falcon Winter Soldier, we got her full name, so we would have had to do more like guesswork, and then yeah. instead it would have just been like Julia Louis Dreyfus. What? <laughs> what? Like that would have hit harder with more people, I think. Watch, but yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Like, is, these could have come in either order, and I think that's why they did it see, this way. See, I wonder if, like, if 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 the orders were reversed, if people would think that Val was working more with Nick Fury, um, mm. because, like, she does have that connection with Nick Fury in the comics. Right. But since we got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first, and we know that Val's sort of not really the best person because she's working with a, a psychopath, first of yeah. all, and she's manipulating a psychopath. So uh -huh. it's just like, if we got... You know, the, hey, I know you're sad, but, like, here's, you know, kill Clint and all this stuff. We would have been like, wait a minute. That's kind of weird, but, like, she wasn't on Vormir. So maybe she's just, like, mistaken right. and, like, you know, all this stuff. So, like, yeah. I feel like our perceptions of who Val is as a person might be different if we got those uh differently in, Agreed. in different orders that's a good point mt the introduction we got in falcon winter soldier was such a great introduction to the character i think that mm -hmm. is better of an introduction than this scene is who knows what they reshot and might have reconfigured though mm -hmm. um so i'm happy with the way she is in the yeah. mcu um but i want to ask you so the final shot in the movie before we see natasha with her shorter blonde hair is like she seems like she's about to have to face ross and all of his men how did she yeah. how did she get away from him and what she was what was she, what was she doing during those two weeks? Hmm. That's actually a good question, because, like, they sort of just drove past her at the end. It's like, oh, hey, Natasha, I'm just gonna yeah. go see what's going on with this crash. Um, I don't know how she escaped Ross <laughs> yeah, at the end. I, I mean, she's sort of just, I feel like she just snuck away and just like, all right, just gonna, yeah. she's gonna leave him here. again. And like, cause like there was a lot of destruction and people didn't really know what was going on. So they're just, they're sort of just focused on like, on like, all right, let's just clear the debris, maybe get some intel from this red room, whatever. And they're just like, whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll find Natasha one of these days. It's whatever. And like, she's going to sneak past us anyway. 
So See, like, what I think it, is she sifted through the wreckage and found one of those masks and she slipped it back on. <laughs> it's just like, it's like torn up. She's just like piecing yeah. it together. Like, all right, it's, hold on, hold on. You have like half of it flickering on the face. The other one, it just looks like that other S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that was helping, uh, or Fury's guy. Just like, what's wrong with you, Johnson? I, I, I'm fine. I'm just fine. Just, Looking but, like a Picasso painting. <laughs> confirmed we solved it (laughs) question answered you're welcome um so empty do you think red guardian could have ever faced an alternate version of captain america like isaiah bradley because there's no way he faced steve rogers but could he that is bradley that was one of the most like really like wait wait a minute what is he talking about type of scenario like uh situations when he was talking about uh, bragging about his fight with captain america in prison because like the timelines don't match up and so that got me thinking what if Steve Rogers from like going doing his old time heist thingy, like and he what? runs across yeah, Red Guardian. That uh-huh. like I feel like that's something Kevin Feige would do as like a little tease of like you know what Captain like Steve Rogers he's got his own thing in time we we haven't explored yet so like here's a little crumb that we're leaving uh-huh. behind so uh-huh. that would be really fun but Isaiah Bradley does is really fun as well. What do you think? I, I think Red Guardian was probably just lying. I think that was the kind yeah. of thing scene as he was just telling these prison stories to try to talk himself up, you know, like how much mm-hmm. of a badass he is. Uh, he's like boastful Loki in that Loki mm-hmm. scene, you know. He's just like lying, <laughs> straight up lying. Um, but I want, I would love to see Red Guardian face some other version of Captain America, whether that's like, I think Isaiah Bradley, he was like a Korean war fighter. And then mm-hmm. uh, Red Guardian was kind of active in the 80s. So I don't know yeah. if the timeline really matches up there. Uh, Isaiah right. Bradley at that point was either retired or, no, he was in prison, right? For like 30 years, something horrible. Um, yeah yeah so um but i i would love to see especially if there's like some kind of multiverse what if scenario to see red guardian yeah. fighting some version of cap i would love to see like you just brought up red guardian boastful loki hanging out like so, that would yeah. be so funny they're that just lying wild. to each uh-huh. other <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 well uh well i was there i was there uh right when thanos snapped i was hiding behind one of those wakandan trees i saw him do it and he looked at me and he's like uh-oh and he tried to stab me but i didn't dust i resisted the dusting that's how strong i am and Thanos is like, uh-oh, when he snuck away, because he's so afraid. <laughs> he, he flew the Thanos copter away. He was yeah. like, oh, shit, I gotta go. <laughs> so we have a couple other videos we want to make about Black Widow, but that will be it for this episode of Inside Marvel. So don't forget to check out uh, all the other merch options. We talked about the Black Widow merch uh, that's going to be a limited amount of time. And, of course, all of our Loki options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Voss. Uh, follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and we'll close with our favorite moment from the film. They think... 